Hello, everyone. This is Elton McMillan, and you're listening to the Quest Live podcast, the show that equips and encourages Quest Life alumni impacted by the life-changing encounter of a five-and-a-half-day quest. Well, welcome to our conversation today. Yes, about confession. Even as I say that for many of us, there are connotations that we'll find out in this conversation actually cloud the true meaning of a very important word. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Let's join in. Here we go. Well, I want to welcome Paige and Omar today to the Quest Life Podcast. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. First John one nine says, <laughs> even as I start the reference, right? <laughs> people, I'm, I'm pe- wondering, are you going to say it? Do you want me to say it? <laughs> people start to squirm. <laughs> you know, if you've been know if you've been in church for a while, you begin to squirm a little bit, and because uh, they they know what's coming next. But First John one nine says, if we confess. So this, you know, as we talk about this today, you know, Omar, you know, why is it that that word confess seems to cloud the whole rest of the verse for mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, the confession. But why is that? Why, you know, for those of us that have been church, you know, first John one, nine, you're like, did I, did I, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. Why, why, why is it such a word that scares us? Wow. I mean, I think a lot of words that we grew up with have so much connotation to it or what I call baggage, right? So Mm. how we kind of learned a word originally from the beginning tends to shape kind of how we think about things. Mm -hmm. And if we don't really dive deep and question things that we grew up with, we'll Mm -hmm. never really clarify things. So I think those confession is one of those words that we grew up with in religion or church that I think carries a lot of negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or we grew up watching it in, in spy movies. Mm. And police shows mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. where people had to be tricked to tell the truth. They, they were going to be discovered. And when they were discovered, they were going to prison. The, there were, was going to be some sort of sure punishment, and it was going to be terrible. Hmm. And we wanted everybody to get what they had come That's into true. them. Yeah. And so yeah. we layered on top of the way we were potentially raised is just the culture of, well, you don't want to tell anybody that. Yeah. And it's only snowballed downhill in its intensity, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to know that. I don't want to. I don't want the backlash on social media. I don't want to be canceled. I don't want to be dismissed, rejected, disapproved of. I have to. I have to toe the line, fill the bill, be the person that they think I am. And if anybody finds out what's hidden, if anybody knows what I, the burden I carry with me, yeah, they won't be kind, won't be gracious, won't be helpful, yeah. won't all of those things. That's true. I'm going to get what's coming to me. And it's going to be a bad end. It's going to be a bad thing, whatever we define the bad thing as being. I mean, it's not even carried like in family life, right? Yeah. Because even the way we grew up sometimes in our home life where confession is a bad thing because it yeah. means immediate punishment. Right. Right. So hmm. you know, so even within the family context, that word probably many of us experience a negative, the negative impact of a confession. Mm-hmm. So therefore... So it's driven even from society, family, religion, all these different mm-hmm. entities tended to kind of give us a negative connotation yeah. about confession. Well, and that's the second half of of the verse. Um, Perfect love casts out fear. Because those who fear actually are fearing the punishment. Mm-hmm. It's the punishment that's coming that causes us to fear. So mm-hmm. we don't trust in the love on the front end. Mm. You know, the first John 1, 9 is actually a 
beautiful verse and is almost mm-hmm. a guarantee of grace. Yes. If we confess, he's faithful and just. Yep. And that's when we start getting all squidgy. Here comes the justice. But his yeah. justice is that he cleanses and forgives. Mm-hmm. His justice is not that mm-hmm. he berates and punishes or that he humiliates and shames. That's mm-hmm. not the justice. Right. His justice is forgiveness and cleansing. But we don't get past that. First, we get stuck at confess. Then we get stuck at justice. Yeah. Because how we define justice is not how God defines justice. Then we get all tangled up in that fear because we fear the punishment that doesn't look like it's coming in First John 1, 9. Mm-hmm. Consequences. Yeah. He's not obligated to help us get out of the consequences. There are natural mm-hmm. con- consequences yeah. for the things that we do. Yeah. But that punishment idea is mm-hmm. the thing that just locks us down yeah. and keeps us silent. That's good. Why do, and so with that comes the fear of condemnation, but yet condemnation itself, the Bible says it's not from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what happens. I'm going to be exposed. Yeah. Why do you think we're afraid to be exposed? Because we don't want people to know. Sometimes I don't want to know. <laughs> that's so you know, true. I don't want to have to relive it again. Yep. I don't want to have to face that the fact that I was that woman at that time who said that thing to those people. <laughs> I'm like, I, right. you know, I don't why are you doing a podcast? Then? Yeah, I mean, we just want to <laughs> we just want to walk away from stuff somehow, mm-hmm. stick it in the freezer, lock it down so it doesn't yeah. stink and it doesn't have any potency anymore. Yeah, and walk on to the next thing, and so we leave yeah. things undone. Yeah, we we just leave a string of things that are incomplete. Yeah. They didn't cycle all the way through. We yeah. didn't get out of it what we were supposed to get out of it because we feared the punishment rather than seeing the the lesson, the moment, the revelation, the opportunity. Yeah. And so we just want to walk away from it and never look at it again, I think. Yeah. No, I think it's good. I mean, I think the other thing too is the is this issue of shame, right? You know, we're born into the idea of shame. Mm-hmm. So we're afraid to exposed one is the external kind of impact that comes from the outside to end mm-hmm. but then there's an internal one as well that we walk with which is this idea of shame mm-hmm. that people will know who i really am and so i begin to be identified with my identity is wrapped up in the issue rather than who i am and so that confusion brings a lot of shame as well mm-hmm. if we don't understand that it's not the brokenness that identifies us you know mm-hmm. it's it's we are yeah identified yeah then we you know? pile shame on top of that yeah i mean if you think about the first impact of sin you look at the garden the first impact mm. consequence of sin uh-huh. was really shame right it was hiding the hiding yep. right he got yep. fig leaves so there was an immediate self-consciousness mm-hmm. instead of being god conscious we became self-conscious right and so then we begin to then suffer shame mm-hmm. and fear yeah kept came in so that was rooted way back right, right. So Mm-hmm. And and why does shame seem to then like bear the fruit of self-protecting? Like it starts with like, oh my word, I'm going to be exposed. And then <laughs> reminded the old veggie tales, but every time you, the fib from outer space is yeah. what it was called, <laughs> yes. but it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, shame is like, it's a fruit that if I don't, or a seed mm-hmm. that if I'm not careful, it really, I begin to self-protect. Why is that? Um, the first thing that came to my mind when you asked that question was, it's kind of like a disease with no cure. Wow. It's like a, it's like a dysfunction of the body with no treatment. And what do we do when there's a rampant disease with no treatment? We hide from each other and we cover each other up. 
Mm-hmm. We stay away from each other because we don't have a mechanism for the cure. We don't have a mechanism mm-hmm. for health in that particular area yeah. of our personal spiritual growth. I don't have anything for you because I don't have anything for myself. Mm-hmm. There's no space for that. There's no place for that. There's no fellowship for that. We yeah. have no plan for how I'm going to handle you. I have no plan for how I, I want to be handled when I walk in that place. So because I have no plan for me, because I don't get it, I don't understand the workings of shame. I don't even understand that I had a proclivity or a propensity mm-hmm. toward doing something stupid anyway. Somehow, mm-hmm. I think post-cross, mm-hmm. after I've done something with Jesus, I should no longer fill in the blank. And yeah. yet the, the truth is, I do. So if I don't have a plan for myself that mm-hmm. doesn't involve hiding, covering up, and the fib from outer space, mm-hmm. then what do I have to offer you? Yeah. And so we just end up a bunch of people in, in a room hiding underneath shallow conversations and the latest big attempt to sound very academic mm-hmm. and intensely spiritual and that everything's fine. And, and our conversation becomes these social media selfies of I'm fine and I'm out with my family and my family's perfect and my life is perfect and my house is perfect and my vacation is perfect and I chose well and I've done well and I should be applauded because it's all about our own self-consciousness rather than what, what's the reality here and how do I, how do I actually want to stop right. living in the shame, the embarrassment, and mm-hmm. then the anxiety over being somehow discovered? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how shame, you know, give this to you, Omar. It's interesting how shame, like the root of it is pride, but they all, they seem like they're two different things. Cause if I'm ashamed, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my face away from you. But if I'm proud, I'm in your face. Like why is pride the root of shame? I don't know if it's maybe sidestepping the in your face idea, but I think that shame is rooted in pride because it's all about you. Mm. it's not loud, it's not gregarious, it's not boastful. Yeah. Only in a very upside-down sort of way, we begin to boast in the things that we're ashamed of. Mm. And we start using those things as name tags, and we actually become prideful in our incomplete sin. Mm -hmm. I've done the thing that can't be forgiven and cleansed. I can't be accepted Hmm. because I did this thing. Right. I can't be a part of the fellowship. I can't stand in the front and speak. I can't share my testimony. I can't because the pride has me focused on me. And when I look in the mirror, I don't like what I see in me. So I begin to hide those things mm-hmm. rather than putting the mirror down and focusing on what the Lord says I am. Yeah. What's my identity in him? Right. I think that, I mean is it this probably two sides of the same coin. So you kind of have the reader was, was I think is rooted in pride because the person that goes, woe is me, and, and the reaction to pride is one of hiding. Yeah. Um, that's one reaction, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm trying to hide. Then you have the other reaction, which is the aggressive, outward, robust, right. kind of aggressive, I'm prideful. So we look at those two, but they're the same. It's rooted in, I really am not accepting who God says I am, really, mm-hmm. right? So right. even the person that seemingly is humble uh, there's false pride, there's false humility in some of that where uh, we kind of go to false humility. Mm-hmm. And so I think pride is rooted in the fact that of accepting who God says I am. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's good. So part of it, I guess. I also think like, why Why is it that 
when we found Jesus for a lot of us, um, that we feel like we should be, you know, perfect after that. You even just said, woe is me. And and even as you said that, I thought, what a weird, I mean, I've bought the t-shirt on that as well. Like the, even that statements, all the arrows are pointing at me mm-hmm. versus this activity that I did. The Bible is very clear. It means that I, I missed the mark, meaning it, it got in the way of my relationship with God at a very basic level. He's basically saying, if we're going to have a relationship, these things get in the way. Mm-hmm. These 10 things that we talked about, this is how you relate to me. And these other six are about how I relate to other people. That's just, it's, if you want to have a relationship, it's best not to kill them. That's a good idea. It's best not to steal from them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet, even when you said that, when you said, woe is me, I was like, oh my goodness, bought the t-shirt, how I came to the father when I was confessing my sin mm-hmm. versus what an and I don't want to play mental gymnastics. I think that that's very dangerous, but just the mindset. Right. How do I get back to, yes, he saved me from my sins. We'll ask you guys this question. Is he asking me to be perfect from that moment on? No. But we interpret it that way somehow. Why do you think we that, do that? Uh, I think you know, all kinds of things, you know. There is the, the cultural expectation that you're a Christian. Somehow that Jesus needs my good PR, that, that I am mm. marketing the kingdom <laughs> of heaven. And in order to do that, I have to be the best product demonstrator there is. Mm. Wow, there's and a lot I'm there. not, because that's a total miss yeah. of what life in Christ is. So there's the misdefinition. There's the, mis, the misunderstanding culturally. Um, sometimes there's an overzealousy, mm-hmm. if I can use that word, that just says, you know what, he rescued me, and I'm going to do this perfectly to show how deeply I love what he did for me. Okay. Okay. And yet, the the relationship we signed up for is not to not need a Savior anymore. Mm-hmm. I need one every day. Mm-hmm. I need to have a conversation every day. I need to I need to come come to the table every day for for cleansing and forgiveness every day every moment several times while I'm driving in traffic I need to spend time <laughs> with him or when I'm talking to the quote unquote customer service oh now you're robot, going now you're going deep that I mean I, there are just moments that it bubbles up in me yeah. because I fundamentally in my flesh did not change mm-hmm. what changed is my access to the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. When I access that and move forward in that, I, I do hold the potential to change, yeah. to grow yeah. in things. I shouldn't be the same on Friday that I was on Monday. Mm-hmm. If I'm completely tuned into him, little incremental momentary lessons and learning and revelation and mm-hmm. repentance and hope. Yeah. All day, every day. That's what that relationship is. I didn't get married fearing making a mistake and that somehow in that mistake, Richard would leave me. Mm. That's ridiculous. You yeah. get married to grow together. Yes. To learn, to to be better 30 years from now mm-hmm. than you are in this moment. And mm-hmm. you can't do that without missing the mark. Yeah. You're going to miss it. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're disqualified. It just means oh, I missed today. Yeah. You know, I, it is basketball season and I am watching every game and you know what those guys miss yep and here's what happens they don't get benched 
Mm-hmm. They're not sent to the locker room to pack their suitcase and go wait on the bus until the end of the game because they missed the shot. They're expected to miss. Mm-hmm. Missing is what scores because mm-hmm. eventually the ball goes in. As you can see, we're just getting started with the conversation. I hope that you are encouraged by the truth of confession, and I would like to invite you to listen to part two. If you'd like to know more about the five and a half day quest, you can find us at thequestlife.com. Once again, thequestlife.com. You're invited. Remember, draw near to God and he will draw near to you.